You're listening to episode 111 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast, and I am coming at you from Bali. Um, I think that I might have mentioned that on last week's episode. I can't actually remember now if I did or I didn't, but uh, yeah, I'm here for a little while, so more on that to come. Um, But one thing that has really come up sort of in my life in general, and particularly since I got to Bali, is making room for joy, but more than that, actually acknowledging that joy is productive. So that's what I want to talk to you about a little bit today, because I was also talking to one of my coaches that I'm working with and she and I had an entire conversation around, she, she actually wants me to use uh, like actually a mantra basically of that joy is productive and stillness is productive. And I've talked about stillness on this podcast before uh, in episode 87 about leaving room for the magic to happen. And that also uh, is sort of in reference to my friend, Lisa Carpenter, who's also been in the podcast. I'll reference uh, both of those episodes in the show notes for you to check out where, because she talks about that as well. And it feels like this just keeps coming up in my life over and over again, particularly in the last few months. And I am very type A. I get anxiety. Uh, all, none of this is new. If you've ever listened to this podcast, like you've, you've heard this before. And I know I've talked to uh, a lot of people who listen to the show who are very much in the same boat as well. And it feels like product, productivity can only look like things that we would find on a to-do list. And, you know, the, the getting work done and tasks done and things completed and check, 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 (laughs) like all the way down. Right. And if we don't do those things, then we feel like we failed or we feel even more stressed or we're, you know, adding on to the next day's list or something like that. And then when do we leave space for the play? Because I, I talk, I also talk on here a lot about energy management and that's a big part of energy management, but I think that in my head, I have still been holding on to this idea of how much play is acceptable. Like, yes, I definitely deem it necessary to put play time into my calendar, but how much time? It's as though I have like this little clock in my head that I'm like, okay, you get, you know, like an hour to do your own thing every couple days. (laughs) And any more than that, and I finish the day going, well, shit, I didn't get anything done today. But doing things just for you can still be productive and life goes in seasons. And sometimes you're going to have seasons where more joy and more stillness and more play is necessary and in larger quantities than it might be in other seasons when you're busting your ass. And 
in those seasons, busting your ass feels really good and, and you're on a good streak and you're, you're doing it, you're loving it. And it's exactly where you need to be in that season. There are other seasons, and this is partly what I've been very resistant to is allowing for more play, more than what I would typically ever allow. For example, here in Bali, I have this beautiful uh, villa that I'm staying in. There's a pool. It's all totally private. And there's these amazing chairs by the pool. It's, it's fantastic. This hammock, the whole deal. I'm so, so lucky. Like I, I'm pinching myself every morning that I'm waking up here. And yet <laughs> I have somehow felt guilty. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. I've somehow felt like guilty and super ridiculously over the top indulgent about even sitting by the pool and like reading a book for an afternoon. And I'm like, no, like I have, you know, work that I could get done. I could go to a cafe and get some work done or, or go to a co-working space or whatever, or, um, you know, go for a workout, which is also a form of play to me personally. And that's awesome. But sometimes that is still work. Sometimes our body needs more rest and more time to recharge. And I've never been the person, and this is just me personally, I, it, for anyone who does, it, you know, choose their vacations around lying by a pool with a book. Amazing. That is incredible. I love that you do that. Typically that's just not my style. I actually usually really enjoy like exploring when I travel and still doing like all kinds of things. And I still take time for some rest, but not as much. And for some reason on this trip, I'm really craving some true downtime. And it looks very different than anything that I have seen before. And I've kind of been thinking to myself that I'm lazy. The funny thing is, I wouldn't judge anyone else for doing that. I, if anyone, if, if any, anyone said to me that they wanted to spend an afternoon lying by the pool with a book, I'd be like, that's amazing. Good for you. <laughs> and then if I do it, it's like, wait, okay, well, fine. But you've got like 1.5 hours. <laughs> so this, this is just this, this concept that I have been having a really hard time around. And I mostly wanted to do this episode to really encourage you to start rethinking how you look at activities that bring you joy and things that bring you joy. Because we, we might need to start using this as more of a mantra. I know I definitely am because you're allowed to feel joy without guilt. You're allowed to experience it for all that it is without checking things off of a to-do list. We aren't meant to live our lives rushing around stressed and overwhelmed all the time. That's not what life is supposed to look like and it's not what it's about. And a lot of times when we go on vacation, especially to a new location that we've never been before where there's a little bit different way of life, often a slower way of life, um, more play sort of built into the lifestyle there. We think to ourselves and, and we'll even say to, to each other, you know, well, that, that's how life is supposed to be lived. And then we go back to our regular lives and we eliminate all play and we think that that's normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. That's also why I feel like there's always um, a big difference between, like, you know, the saying like West Coast is the best coast. <laughs> I'm not even saying I'm not bashing the East Coast because technically I'm considered like East Coast-ish. 
because Toronto isn't on a coast, obviously, for anyone who's listening to this who knows the geography of Canada. Um, it's not on the coast, but because we're right above New York, we're considered sort of, you know, East Coast, at least compared to somewhere like Vancouver or California. So they always talk about, and by they, I'm not even sure exactly who I mean. It's like society, <laughs> North American society, uh, sort of talks about how East Coast is tends to be much more, um, you know, type A and driven and like go all the time and stressed and ambitious and always doing something. Whereas West Coast tends to be a little bit more chill, a little bit more calm, a little bit more play, all of those types of things. And I think that we could all benefit from a little bit more of that. And these are hugely stereotypical like statements that I'm making, but I think that most of us can agree that, you know, if we think about New York City versus California, we typically come up with the mental imagery of, you know, New York being like crazy and busy and taxis everywhere and horns honking and like, you know, Wall Street, all of these, all of these things. And that California is just typically known to be a little bit more chill, a little bit more laid back, a little more mellow, stuff like that. So I feel like there are just so many things that we can learn from the places that we go to vacation to. And these these different ideas that might look completely different than our everyday lives. What's funny to me is when I was doing this podcast, I don't always do this, but once in a while, I've already set in my head what I want to discuss. And then I'll quickly pop it into Google just because I want to see, um, just like the main sort of title that I've come up with in my head, just because I want to see what else is out there. And I never actually read any of the articles. I just quickly scan the headlines because I'm sometimes interested to see what others' opinions are just based off of the headlines. And I googled, uh, why is joy productive? Because I wanted to see what came up. And the entire first page of Google was all about how to increase your productivity and why that brings you joy and how to become more productive. And I think that's really telling because I think that that's the place that a lot of us are stuck in. I think that that has been where I've been stuck for a long time, even more so than I actually realized until I got here and it was like taking a deep sigh of relief once I gave myself permission to actually just chill out a little bit. And, you know, I don't have to justify being here by, hey, look how hard I'm working every day. (laughs) Like, no one cares as much as I do. <laughs> no one is no one is judging me to the extent that I, in my head, it, it's like people are, you know, timing how long I'm working every day and then I'm allowed to go to the beach. No, nobody's doing that, Emily. It's just, it's just for me. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of us kind of have that little voice in the back of our heads. I don't think that I'm the only one here. And I just really want to encourage you to do more things that bring you joy because being productive is joyful all on its own. And that's fine. That's great. And we can also make joy productive. It can both be the same thing. And sometimes we so often set time limits. This was coming up for me as well. We so often set time limits on things like Um, I posted something on my Instagram the other day about setting a time limit on fear. And, you know, if you're feeling really anxious, really fearful about something, then set yourself a limit, you know, allow yourself to freak the fuck out about it for 15 or 20 or 30 minutes 
set it like a timer and you know, you can journal during that time, whatever you want to do. And then when that time is up, then you let it go as much as you can and then move forward. I know it's sometimes easier said than done, but we sometimes will also set time limits on how long we have to complete a task. And that's great. That can actually make us work much more efficiently. I'm a big believer in that, but maybe it's also time to set a time limit, set, set a timer, I think is the better way of, of putting it. Set a, setting a timer as opposed to a time limit on how long we're going to allow ourselves to experience joy and to make it longer than we think that we should. So rather than doing what I've done in the past and going like, okay, well, you know, I'll squeeze in an hour here, do it for longer than you're comfortable with. So if you would typically allow yourself I don't know, 30 minutes in a day. And maybe that's even more than than what you're getting right now. Maybe that's more than you have time for right now. Listen, we all have shit going on. I get it. Life, life happens. Life gets in the way. But maybe if you can start setting aside time in your calendar, where if you would typically give yourself 30 minutes and instead you give yourself two and a half hours, listen, it's going to feel super fucking indulgent. It's going to be like, who the hell do I think I am that I can go do this, this joyful thing that I love, like sitting quietly and reading a book or by the way, because you don't need to like get on a plane and fly to Bali to experience something joyful. Okay. So I want to make that super clear. You can, um, just lie in the backyard and stare at the sky. <laughs> like Whatever is going to bring you joy. Maybe you uh, go out with some friends or something like that. And normally you would try to be home by a particular time. And, and, you know, maybe you allow yourself to have an extra long dinner with your friends instead, or your partner, your loved one, whatever. Do something that brings you joy. And if you would typically only allow yourself 30 minutes or an hour or something like that, I want you to at least double it, at least double it. And if you're anything like me, that's going to make you very uncomfortable, but I have news for you. If you start to make that a little bit more of a practice, you might find that you actually start working more efficiently when it is time to work and you start showing up as a better version of yourself. You have more patience, potentially. You have more to give, not just to others, but to yourself. There's so many amazing things that can come out of this. So I really want you to re-examine how you think about things that are fun and things that bring you joy and things that make you really fucking happy and start looking at those things as productive because they are being joyful is a form of productivity. Being joyful is a form of productivity. I'm going to say that again for any, for anyone in the back who needed to hear it again, because it is something that I am reminding myself on a daily basis right now. So I want you to do the same and hopefully this podcast will help having me talk into your ears and I want you to go do something fantastic that you love today. And it can be the simplest little thing in the entire world. It does not have to be a big deal, but it is something that brings you joy, something that feels kind of indulgent for you. Again, even if it's super simple, um, something that, something that you love something that you love doing or someone that you love spending time with and you don't spend enough time with that person. 
whatever that's going to look like for you, I want you to do that and I want you to spend at least double the amount of time doing it that you would typically ever allow yourself. And you can't just do this once either. This has to become a bit more of a practice for you to see the most benefits from it. And life is going to go in seasons. And sometimes you're going to need to do a lot more than double it. You might have to triple or quadruple that time. And that will end up paying off later. I have more on this uh, coming up in, in the next uh, next couple months. And I'm actually, um, yeah, I've got, I've got more. I know I keep dropping hints. <laughs> But keep your eye out because there's a lot coming down the hatch in the next month. Let's put it that way. So the next four weeks or so, um, in about four weeks for sure. Keep an eye out because I know I've been dropping all kinds of hints and people have been reaching out and asking me like, what the hell's going on? There are things coming. So <laughs> stay tuned. And I'm really excited to, uh, to dive into a lot of, of big, big topics with you. So. I'm so grateful that you tuned in. I'm always so excited that anyone tunes in and it just means so much to me that you trust me enough to pop me into your earbuds and to actually spend your, your precious time listening to this podcast. It means the absolute world to me. So if this is something that brings you joy, that brings me a great deal of joy that you're even listening. So if you would also share it with someone else that you think needs to hear it, um, let me know what you think. Let me know what you are going to do that brings you joy and take a picture and send it to me. That's what my coach asked me to do. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do. My coach asked me to send her a picture. That was my homework. Send her a picture of me reading a book by the pool. <laughs> so I want you to send me a picture to my DMS. Uh, I'm over at Emily Goff coach on Instagram. Send me a picture of what you're doing that is bringing you joy because I really, really want to hear it. We can start this like whole big collective of like different things that bring each other joy and get ideas from each other. I'm super excited about this. So let me know, send the photo. Very excited. <laughs> and I will be back on Thursday with my favorite, Christina. Uh, you, if you've been listening to this podcast a while, you know that Christina Montalvo of the Confidence Project is one of my best friends and she and I team up for a joint episode at the end of every month. So Thursday's episode is going to be with her and we are going to be talking about some really fun stuff that I think you're really going to enjoy. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for listening to the room to grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at room to grow podcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.